Hello. This week's superfan was in one of the most iconic scenes of the whole of the Office series. He's more famous for his roving reporting back in the day, back with Richard and Judy and The Big Breakfast. He's known for his uh, cutting-edge interview technique, panto, and his stand-up. This week, we're joined by Mike McLean. Now, Mike himself has confessed that his knowledge of the show isn't what it used to be, so we won't put him through the normal superfan treatment. Uh, We'll call it cast member privilege. Yeah? And you'll never have another boss like me, someone who's basically a chilled out entertainer. That's mental. Come off it. What am I doing in there with a dildo? Well, will you piss off and leave me alone? I'm walking to John O'Groats with some spastics. Bunts. I don't agree with that in the workplace. Yes, this week we have uh, Mike McLean. Hello, Mike. How are you doing? How are you, fellas? Good yeah. evening. Good afternoon. Good day. Whatever this is. Whenever it goes out. <laughs> whenever we're bothered to edit it. That's normally the case. Shall I just give you an edit point where I go, hello, good morning. Good evening. <laughs> good evening. Good night. Exactly. There's finally, finally a guest that understands yeah. the uh, behind the curtain. Now we're talking. We can make this sound brilliant. Yeah, there you go. There you go. One ha- of the... I would say one of the... Stars of my favourite scene. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, favourite favorite episode, favourite scene, I think. I said this before definitely. when... It was the only episode in all this scene I was ever in. <laughs> <laughs> that was lucky then, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I it's so good. That's a coincidence, that. Um, yeah, but from, uh, yeah, from our podcast with Kelly, said to her, that, that scene, um, yeah, brilliant. One of the most quotable scenes for me, personally. And when I look back at the Christmas episodes, that's that and obviously the Tim and Dawn kissing and everything. They're the two scenes for me that I, I, yeah, yeah, they're the ones I instinctively go to. You just reel off the quotes all the time, but it must have been amazing sort of leading that. How much, um, uh, I mean, was that all scripted or were you able to kind of just play host and do what you do best Uh, in that situation? No, it was was scripted. There was two ad-lib lines which are left in, I think, which Ricky really liked. I think there was, um, one where I said, sit down, Howard, uh, we'll plug the chair in. <laughs> I, I just threw that in at rehearsal when we were blocking it, and uh, Ricky really liked it. He was just laughing, and he's like, oh, keep that in. And then I said with Howard Brown, I remember on the day, cause it was like, there was about 200 extras or 150 extras, um, and I just remember the man that gives you extra, and they all went, and I, and I just said, who gives you extra? This is what they did on the advert. Yeah. They all went, who? You. <laughs> like and, um, and Ricky just really liked it and kept it in and he was alright and that I mean A he's the nicest guy I've not sort of had the pleasure of working with him and Stephen Merchant Stephen Merchant was directing yeah. um, and he was just yeah he said keep that in keep that in and, and the day was on a it was towards because I was working on Richard and Judy at the time so I had to sort of get the day off <laughs> imagine that what do you have to do just to like email Richard that's for the day you know yeah 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 <laughs> And he was, oh, I suppose you want a day off. And I was like, well, yeah. You can't turn that down, film. can you? And I know, I said, like, I was, I was going to take the film. I said, oh, it should be a day. And they were like, right, okay, I'll give you a day off. And it wasn't too far from where the Richard and Judy offices were, actually, I think. It was, I can't remember what it was. But I do remember it being a, a cold day and an early start. I jeez. early starts, you know. And there was Kelly, myself, Howard and Bubble, so I was just sat wandering around, sat there waiting, you know. It must be really surreal having like 
being in a nightclub and having an early start with loads of people sort of I don't know just you know you'd imagine it to be maybe 12 o'clock the club's just banging and then you're doing it at like 8 in the morning or something it just seems yeah I think, I think the call time was because I live down I live out of London so it was the other side so my call time was like half past 6 7 in the morning and we get there and it was just like right bacon butties for breakfast and I always have to have a start with a cup of tea and a cup of jackets and then it was just <laughs> right okay and I kept thinking god do I know that I'm terrible at learning lines I'm really terrible but I'd had them nailed in my head. And uh, it, it was all scripted, you know, apart from, like I say, those two bits were sort of an ad lib. The rest were all definitely all scripted. Oh, it's brilliant. It's, uh, it's almost iconic, isn't it, in the uh, in the series? Still in, still yeah. in, still in touch I with Howard? I remember on the day, I remember this, like, we were blocking it, and then I had to introduce Bubble. And I know Paul, because he'd been on the big breakfast, and I'd, you know, mm-hmm. seen him a few times before. And uh, there's just this big fat extra at the front that he just went, How's he fucking got this? <laughs> he just, he just made me laugh. I when he looked, he went, "How's he fucking got this?" And I just couldn't stop laughing. Like, you know, and I was telling Ricky during the lunch break, and you know, and this, it was just this extra at the front. He was really disappointed. Paul <laughs> got this part, and I just still chuckle it now. You know, and then somebody else went, "Howard Brown." <laughs> we just, we just stood there, you know, because I remember years ago when I first started out as an extra looking, I'd be a, that extra stood down there, you know, thinking, wow, that must be amazing. But no, these were just completely peed off. <laughs> Who were they, were they Snob- Snobbery at the uh, the guests, yeah. That's brilliant. I, know, I, I just don't think they saw the, the humour in you know, what it was. It yeah. Like, you know, well, the irony yeah. is in the fact that they are kind of bit bit washed a up, bit isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I still never to this day know why I got the part. I have no idea, you know. <laughs> Were you a fan of the show before that? If I'm really honest, I remember um, going for the meeting with Stephen Merchant and that, and I hadn't really seen it, if I'm really honest. I know, <laughs> I know they sort of, they went mad on it when we was doing the big breakfast. It just come out when the breakfast was on, and they'd send us a, a tape to sort of play out, and everybody was raving about it but it was on a bit late and I used to go to bed really early for the breakfast so I hadn't really seen it I suppose yeah yeah makes sense and, it was, and I just thought oh it's alright I didn't really sit down and sort of watch it and Stephen Merchant said in the interview have you watched it and I was like oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool. like, like you know it goes to show that all interviews are the same no matter what yeah no matter what, 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 what industry yeah, just, just, just like Absolutely. Uh, the, in your in your book, in the blurb I was reading as well, um, it says you got the job thanks to stealing a bowl of jelly sweets. No, it was on the second one with Ricky and he sort of, because our first meeting I had with Steve Merchant and um, I'd read, I'd done the reading. And then, because I remember I had to go to the BBC and I'd sort of read through and I'd sort of again get, because <laughs> I was working for Richard Jr. I sort of said to my mate, who's Darius, said, look, I need to go and do this. I said, can I do this and then shoot back and film the rest of the stuff that we've got to do? It's like, be quick. So I shot to the BBC, filmed, uh, did this read-through with Stephen Merchant. He was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And I thought, right, okay, I won't, you know. Because at the time, I was getting quite a bit of work and I thought, oh, I won't hear anything of this. And then I get called back saying, can you come back and, and read with Ricky? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And I'd met him, because I'd met him earlier at the uh, Comedy Awards and he was really good and really nice and sort of tried to take the best bite. I, I, I had lived with him and sort of, I think that's probably what got me a job. And there was a bowl of sweets on the on the table, and I remember him saying, right, is that it? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I asked him, is that it? He's like, yeah, yeah. I went, can I have a sweet? I went, yeah, yeah. 
but Marlon Mbaga went <laughs> <laughs> and he just he was laughing you know so, and, I, and I just left the room so I was still hearing laughing as I went uh, and the kids did like this week so it was win-win <laughs> so there you go kids if you're listening yeah. if you're looking for a job you're going for an interview lately you know just steal something steal something on your way out unless you go into the Apple store get a job at the yeah, slightly, slightly different uh, level of uh, cash value. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. A little, little nice little Easter egg there. That'll be in a pub quiz soon. Yeah. How do you get the job? Robin Yeah, sweets. yeah, yeah. How did I get the job? <laughs> um, right. So should we, should we do? Should we test? Should we test some knowledge? Yeah. What do you reckon? Well, on, on the on the office. Or should sure. we go? Uh, should we go for a? Should we go for a cards against humanity? See what the uh, the guys have been sending in. Yeah, can do. The, um, we sent out a, a tweet earlier um, with a with our Brent Against Humanity um, the card um, I was trying to find what it actually said it said Daddy why is mummy crying um, and we've had some really funny responses um, have you got anything office related that would fit that do you think anything you can remember from the show I think that makes it better. I couldn't even remember my line. No, I think my lines were something like, "Is the man you've seen him in the office?" Or that documentary. I can't remember the lines I had to say. To be honest with you, I'm struggling to remember what I had for my dinner. <laughs> You're on about a program that was about what was it about 10, 15 years ago? Something. I was eight, 19. 2001 came out. Yeah, yeah eight, so. 18 years. 2001. Yeah, it's a long, long old time ago. <laughs> I was in. I remember after because I was in Panto in uh, in Shrewsbury, and I remember when he came on. And my phone, the text must have been about over fifty texts. People going, "No way, is that you in the office? Are you in the office? What the, are you doing in the office?" And it was just like loads of people. Two thousand one. Is that when it came out? Yeah, yeah. That's a hell of a credit. That's. Uh, it's good, isn't it? That, that would be what you want. That's. That's what we get. You'll get that next when it when we release this. Is that you on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> oh god! I remember being in a place in London once in a bar, and I think it was about two or three years after. I remember being in a cubicle having a pee. Looked to me and he went, "Hey, you're that guy in the office, aren't you?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." And then he went to shake me hand after he'd been holding his penis. Ah, oh, nice. And I went, "Mate, wash your hands." Yeah, at least wash your hands first. Come on. Yeah, and I've had a few funny incidents where I've been at an airport and some bloke's gone. You're not that guy in the office side. I was like, yeah, just random places where you think, jeez. It goes no. to show how, how big the reach of it was, doesn't it? You know, um, to be able to, and like you say, you you weren't in it necessarily for that long, but I think it's because that scene is so iconic. You're always going to be known as the, yeah, cl- the guy the, that did the black. See, when we did it right. Because when we did it, he's Ricky's renowned for making people laugh. You've probably seen the outtakes, and he'll just absolutely yeah. try to put you up. And during the blocking of it, he didn't make me laugh. He didn't, you know. And I was like, right, I think I only cocked up once in the rehearsal. And then when we came to film it after dinner, I just remembered two things. One, I remember Howard Brown hitting on Kelly. I'm sure he was hitting on Kelly. <laughs> and then the second thing was me laughing at that. And then. And, this, and then we started filming it, and then he came, and I can't remember what he did, but he did something, and, it, and he just changed it, and that was it, and he just made me laugh. And that was it, I'd gone. 
It's different, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a lion getting older of an animal and just, yeah. you know, with his teeth. Just, <laughs> and I went, oh, Stephen, I'm so sorry. And I remember him saying to me, don't worry, we've got loads of tape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then I sort of said to Ricky, like, oh, mate, stop it now, because I want to get home early. <laughs> well, knowing, uh, <laughs> knowing Ricky and the way he uh, dealt with Robin Ince on the, uh, yeah. on the extras on his stand-up show, once he's got you and even Carl Pilkington wasn't it later yeah. literally if you, know, oh, if you show weakness with him that's it and makes you laugh that is it you, you, you'd be lucky to get out of there yeah you're gone <laughs> I mean it's a nice like because I just remember him, like when he dressed up as um, Austin Powers it didn't make me laugh and then when he came out he said so. I think he said something like ooh how are you baby or something like that. he yeah. just threw me you know like <laughs> and I just couldn't remember him I was like I had to say like line That's what he would have wanted, though. He, oh, he would have wanted yeah. the reaction, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know That's... what? I've worked with some. I've done some. Um, and some directors are very precious and like don't like you laughing. And they're like, come on, let, let, let's pull this together. And they sort of give you a nice, polite bollocking. But the <laughs> Steve Merchant, and they just like carry on. You know, I think they just thought this is great for the outtake tapes. Of course, sure, surely in that in that kind of setting, they need you. Your kind of like peak peak yourself aren't you really at that point so I guess there's a need to yeah, get, they, uh, get you yeah, to that level yeah 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 the other thing I like, there's a lot of extras but nobody like sort of looking after them or entertaining them or nothing <laughs> I what I did do I did I got onto the set and this guy went you don't remember me do you and I was like mate I'm so sorry and I worked, he was like a stage manager in a pant my first ever panel I did in Sunbridge Wells and I've got a photograph and I was like oh my god I do remember you and he's like how you doing I was like catching up with him yeah and then at the end the shirt that I wore, it was from because they asked me what kind of clothing, you know, what shirts like, and I was a Ted Bay. And at the end, I was like, um, "Can I keep that shirt?" And I was like, "I'll just go and ask. <laughs> just, just keep it." So I came away with this beautiful Ted Baker shirt. And the next day, we were filming on Richard and Judy, and I remember my mate Gaz was the right race. He goes, "Oh, that's a nice shirt. Where'd you get that one?" <laughs> I got it yesterday off. Uh, well, dude, this thing called the office. <laughs> so, yeah, get the shirt. I love it. So you got. I think I gave it away. I gave it away. Signed it and gave it away as a surprise. Something. Yeah, that's fair enough. Oh, that's decent. There's one thing that actually. I, one. I remember from our um, our podcast with Kelly is that she was saying that after after the scene, she found out that out of all of the people in that scene, that Howard was the one that was being paid the <laughs> most. Paid the most. Yeah. <laughs> was there? Yeah. Was <laughs> getting paid? She, she was saying, yeah, I'm, I'm this like, legit actress and Howard from the Halifax is getting paid more. Right, he deals with money, doesn't he? Do you know, that's interesting. are giving him extra. I did find out was that he, had, he, he was probably getting paid the most, but he was only on a basic wage with, um, with the bank. <laughs> they, I, think, I think, if I remember rightly, Kelly was right, the bank were picking up a bit more as well. And I don't think he got a... Because we got... We didn't do a buyout. Normally, you do a buyout, and I think the fee was—I think the fee on the day was like just under five hundred quid. But then you get your um, points. You know, you get your like a check every year. Or, yeah. I don't think I did get that. Uh, I remember okay. at the time, a friend of mine, Oliver Skeet, the show jumper, you know, the black guy with the dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. 
I said to him, I've just got a part in this office. And he went, no, I've just got a part in doing James Bond. And he was a big <laughs> fan of the office. And I was like, well, and he got paid, I think, for, he, he was the guy that was, in the James Bond film, he uh, gets given a parcel or a, an envelope or something by um, the, sort of the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? A hotel, you know, like the major deal or something like that. Uh, the concierge. Concierge, sorry, the concierge. And he goes, um, and he had a couple of lines. And I said, how much do you get paid for that? He went, it was only about three fifty four hundred. So I said, all oh, right. And he said, how much is yours? So I said, well, it was just under 500 quid. And then eventually, about a year later, or so many years later, we got our first check, our royalties check. And mine was really good. And his was amazing. <laughs> I just remember his was like being a lot more than mine, you know. I was like, Jesus. And I don't think Howard did, I don't think Howard did get that, if I'm honest. Ah, interesting. So maybe yeah, I can just imagine him in like the downtime, right. going around the extras, just trying to get there, <laughs> yeah. see what they're what the mortgage deal is like. <laughs> now, you, yeah, yeah. now you've said that about trying to hit on Kelly. All I can see now is Howard just being that sleazy one that's going around the extras, just looking <laughs> for a bit, just like, oh, did, did you see me up there? She might correct, she might correct me, but I'm positive. If I, remember, if I can remember rightly, we're having lunch, and he was sort of. So I remember, I think I even remember saying. On TV for love, no money. <laughs> yeah, but he was literally just—he was just getting paid by the Halifax at just his normal rate, and I was like, "You're kidding me!" He was like, "No." I remember. I think they, they take it. I, mean, <laughs> I need to re-listen to the Kelly uh, episode, but I'm sure she was really keen because well, we did a bit of a shout out to try and find him, didn't we? To get him yeah. on. She was. She was oh, awfully we keen. We need to get in touch with Howard. We yeah. we can't find. Well, we did briefly find him on Twitter, but it's I don't know if it's him. We're not sure. Interesting yeah. one. So, yeah, Howard, Howard, if you're listening, the Halifax and apply for the <laughs> well, that's what I said. I'm already a Halifax we customer. Deal with the black guy with glasses. <laughs> we want Howard or nothing. Yeah, and we want 1.2%. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that might be the way forward. Well, Howard, if you're listening, we need we need to clear did, it up. Did he, did he have any lines? I can't remember. Did he have any lines or anything? He didn't. I don't think. He had he had a couple of like. Um, mumbled lines and there's like a point where Brent with um, Kelly they were they were kind of having a bit of an argument and he said oh take it easy mate it's just a laugh oh yeah and then he says if I want if I want advice off you mate it'd be about mortgages <laughs> oh dear <laughs> one thing I did I do remember when Ricky walked off a couple of things I learned off there was you know when somebody said wanker yes and he goes oh, if anybody's wrong I think you're the well nobody shouted it and they put that in after on the edit and, oh. uh, yeah, and I said to him, why? And he said, oh, it's because I can pick up my own timing, which I've actually used that technique on something, and it's quite funny, because he walks mm-hmm. off, and, he, and he, he's the one that goes, if anybody's a wanker, mate, it's you. And he <laughs> didn't have somebody say it, he just went, and they put it in just before. Uh-huh. Well, that's interesting, because, yeah, it's actually yeah. Stephen Merchant who is shouting wanker, so that makes more sense then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they've yeah, obviously yeah, just yeah. done it afterwards. Yeah, well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at this. Industry insights. They're going to be... I mean, all the secrets revealed. I love that. that is, that's decent, though. I do like that. We have to start yeah, using no, I, In fact, I used that technique on something <laughs> I did, and I thought, oh, I said to the director, no, I'll do my own... I'll, I'll do it myself, because that way you can edit. And he went, oh, yeah, I like that. And I thought, yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I let him think it was mine. I let him think, oh, my clue's a genius. But actually, it wasn't. I picked it off Ricky Gibbons. <laughs> but he was, he is the nicest, not just saying it, and if you have it, he's probably one of the nicest guys I've sort of worked with and, you know, Every, everyone that we've spoken everyone to, everyone says that. Said, though, yeah. Ke- Kelly said he was lovely. David Shaw, oh, yeah. he said he was lovely. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it, for, even from like the outtakes and things like that that you see, it looks as though, if nothing else, it's just a really fun atmosphere to work in. Because I can imagine, was, I can imagine some shoots are just really dull and boring. Some can be depends on the director you get, the producer you get. I always like to, but I was sort of gutted after the, when he said, "Oh, you wrapped." Finished. I was like, oh, actually, you know, I haven't stayed running. And I just watched them film the scene after where he gets the water thrown on him, just to see. <laughs> because I was just curious to, you know, I said, oh, I'm going to get my. Because the car picks you up, and I said, oh, can I just watch how you do this? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I, w- I would have learned a lot more. I would have learned a hell of a lot just watching him do okay. stuff, you know, because he had a lovely chemistry. Him and Merchant, the way they worked, was lovely, really, really nice, you know. It's, and he'd go over to Merchant, and Merchant would go over to him, and, and it, was, it was lovely to see. And, and then we had him as a guest on Rich and Judy every time this series finished on Rich. It was the, it was the running joke that he'd been guest, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he, he came on Rich and Judy and he was doing his tour and he was at Hammersmith Apollo and I'd been out on a shoot and I came back and I saw him in the green room and I said hello and he said, how are you doing? He was with his girlfriend and we were just chatting and, you know, and I said, I was, a, and we, we did it. I stood at the window and he's like, mate, can you do the back windows as well? I was like, yeah, if I can get the ladder there, I'll do it. But, you know, just, <laughs> just going with it, you know. And as I said, how's the tour going? He's like, yeah, we're at the Hammersmith Bowl tonight. I said, all oh, right, excellent. I said, um, your tickets are too expensive. Joking, you know. He said, oh, do you want to come? So I said, um, yeah, yeah. I said, he said, how many tickets do you want? I said, um, can I get a couple? He went, yeah, yeah. He said, look, there's you go. And he said, um, he said, look, I'll meet you afterwards. If, the, if I'm staying behind or whatever afterwards, I'll, I'll um, let you know and all that. Like, wow. Take my number. So I took his number and I was like, right, okay. And then I got a text saying, Look, we're not, I'm not hanging around, but um, I'm going, but it was lovely to see, I'll catch you up on the next, so I said, yeah. But, it, you know, it was really nice, he'd left me and my producer, mate, two tickets, and we went to go and watch him. Uh, Amazing. Class, love that. It's a nice, nice touch, isn't it? Nice Just touch. looking after everyone that's, you know, helped him get yeah. where he is, I guess. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and every time I saw him on Richard Judy, he'd always say hello. Remember in the green room having a drink, with, it, was, it was a bit surreal, it was him, me, Richard and Judy, we were talking about the crankies and the stories we'd heard. <laughs> Judy couldn't quite get her head around this story. And I just remember Ricky and I just pissing ourselves laughing that she couldn't get this story. It was, just, it was, it was really funny. What was, what was the story? I can't say. <laughs> I honestly can't say. Oh, <laughs> that's such a shame. One day if I see you. I'll see you when I do that stand-up gig, I'll tell you. <laughs> nice, yeah. We'll tell you later, listeners. Don't worry. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll wait behind after your gig. We'll wait for you. Yeah, your tickets are too. Yeah, yeah. Your tickets are too yeah, expensive, yeah. though. No. But no, he's, he's he, you know, him and Mitch, really nice. Yeah. And then to see Stephen Merchant doing acting stand up, it was good because he is very funny. They're both very funny. Yeah, it's a shame that they they don't work together anymore because obviously the. So well, we're not. I don't know. You you hear the odd thing, don't you, about it? But no one ever really kind of says anything concrete I mean it's mm. yeah it's an interesting one I mean you, you'd think they they had so much success together you'd think they would just keep that going but yeah not, yeah, not sure you might. yeah they do but it, all the great double acts sort of fall out yeah. you know. I can uh, imagine to some extent I can imagine it from Stephen Merchant's point of view almost being a little bit 
not necessarily envious or resentful, but when people think of The Office, David's the creator, he's the actor, he's the star, he's the writer, whatever. And whilst Merchant did all that, he wasn't in it, so he isn't necessarily maybe known as much from yeah. the wider audience. And it's, um, yeah, I can imagine it kind of grates a little bit over time. There always but, used to be the running joke when they did their XFM show, wasn't it? The uh, yeah. sort of that Ricky was the limelight and Steve was just, yeah, the, his, his assistant, basically. His assistant, yeah. Oh, was it? I yeah. I've listened to a couple with, is it, I remember in Carl, we were always getting on, Richard, I was getting off with Carl Pilkington to do stuff <laughs> and they, they didn't run with it. And I thought it would have been brilliant to do a couple of reports and stuff like that because I thought it was very funny. I quite liked that dry, really, you know, I can imagine you two would get on actually. To be fair, you you did the uh, was it XFM? The, I did, did it in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I did it. I did a year, but I, a year was plenty enough because I worked with an idiot, and I just thought, no, that's, <laughs> that's been done. A year, I can't, you know. Yeah, I'm, no, it was good. I took over from Jason Manford. It was nice to be in Manchester for a year, and a year. I remember thinking, God, now I know why I left Manchester because it just rained. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the summer, it rained. My kids are like, why does it always rain in Manchester? That was like, the, the Pennines are there, you know, and the clouds can't move. And he's like, why doesn't somebody just chop the Pennines down? Like, if only they could, can't If only they <laughs> It would make it's up. It's funny, my kids go to school now, and people go, is your dad in the office? And they're like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> they're so glad they about it. They're like, yeah. yeah. I love it. And obviously, uh, talking to the ties with Manchester, I mean, obviously, we, we're we both big football fans. We'd have to talk football. Um, obviously, a big City fan, is it? Yeah, I mean, City fan, yeah. Who do you boys like? Well, there's, uh, to be fair, I don't know why I brought it up, actually. <laughs> I, I, I'm a United fan and Steve Spurs, so, I mean, we're... In the end, lovely being chatting to you boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, football's, football's not really that, that important anymore. No, I've, learnt, I've learnt to enjoy the finer things in life, you know, the colour of the sky. Now Bird song. Yeah. It finished. Football finished in uh yeah, about two thousand and eight. Yeah. I don't think I've watched Match of the Day for about six months. Nah. No point. Well, you should pop round, fellas. I've got them all on uh, <laughs> I'm on Sky Plus, you can come and see Have you got what, have what, you got the quarter final from last year? The quarter final <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's done yeah. He's done yeah. <laughs> What, um, oh, you have, you have. What did you, you win that? No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts for this year? Do you think, I mean, as a United fan, I mean, it's like it's like trying to choose between cancer and AIDS at the moment <laughs> with City and Liverpool doing so well. But I, I'm actually, yeah, I'm, actually I'm, I'm actually really hoping that, that you win the league again. And it's it sounds terrible to say it. But yeah. on Saturday when you were trailing, I was like, come on, City. Come on, City. It's I, just, know, I, know. I feel, well, I feel well, ill. When, yeah, it's like the same. Really, for me, when I see Liverpool play United, Old Trafford, I'm like, come on, United, get a win or a draw, get a win or a draw. Yeah, I don't know about um, you. It feels like it's written in the stars for them at the minute. It seems like everything seems to be going their way. Last minute goals, penalties, just deflections, yeah. keepers throwing it in. It's just, oh. But you, they said that last year. They said that last year about it, you know. And then, yeah. of course, you know, it's like people say, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I, I think. Last hundred meters, we spanked every game. We just battered everybody. You, know? yeah, you won you like incredible. thirteen in a row or something at the end, didn't you? Ridiculous, you absolutely. You just went on a on a mad run. I so. said at the time because I was working at City. I said the game that will be the difficult one for us 
will either be Burnley or um, Leicester. Mm. And I wasn't wrong. My little, we took my, I took my boys, Charles, we give it to the uh, quarter-final against Spurs. And um, we, we stand right at the top. It's a great, you know. I've been away. I was in Dubai doing some gigs. And uh, as soon as I landed, my girlfriend texted me, oh, you got beat 1-0. So I was like, beat 1-0? <laughs> and, uh, and I was gutted because I found Aguero, you know, realised Aguero was the penalty. I was like, right, okay. And my, like, the first question my lad was like, Daddy, will we beat them at the Etihad? I was like, I think so, you know. <laughs> anyway, we get there. And, and of course, it was like all the time. And, and it's extra time. It said five minutes. I said, look, we'll get a goal. He's got my lucky number five. Because that's always been my lucky number. <laughs> of course, we get the goal. And my lad's jumping up and down. Uh-huh. And I'm jumping up and down. I'm jumping up and down with this steward. And, you know, and, and then, of course, suddenly it's got disallowed. But my kid's face, my little lad's face, just started crying. You know? uh, I feel bad and now. He was uh-huh. absolutely gutted. Yes, so he should. <laughs> uh, and he was gutted. And then I watched the final and you didn't even turn up. I was like, oh, it's, it's that what, would have been a brilliant final as well, City Liverpool. Yeah, would have been. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I do this thing at the beginning of every year. My girlfriend does it. She's a Chelsea fan. My two boys do it, and I do it. And we write down our predictions: who's going to be first, second, third, win the FA Cup, win the Carling Cup, who will win the Liga, who will get relegated. And both my lads put Man City and Liverpool in the Champions League final. And I like, laughed oh. and went, "Boys, that's never." And they were so close. It was so close. <laughs> I love it. Well, there's not a lot that you can do really when you get a, a very, very harsh penalty given after 23 seconds or something. No, to oh. be fair, I didn't think it was a penalty. I thought the ball to hand rather than hand to ball. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Liverpool, isn't it? Spawny. Yeah. Spawny. Yeah. And now they've got VAR, you know. They'll, you know. But then, listen, everybody said it was their year last year. I'm sure everybody was saying it. We don't, don't write us off just yet. No, I'd, I'd say if the teams, to, if the teams that are going to slip up, they. They, you can. I suppose you can look at it two ways. They keep getting their results, but that's only going to last for so long. There's only yeah, so many yeah. 94th minute winners you can score. Yeah, um, exactly. I think they're they more likely. No. Yeah, they're only a few points behind, aren't they? They're, they're flying. Yeah, and they've got a good manager, Brent. He's done well, Brendan Rodgers. He does. He does well. Funnily enough, he's he's a a manager that often gets um, sort of likened to David Brent. In the yeah. way, the, the yeah. way that he acts, and well, they had that yeah. documentary, wasn't there, when they, uh, yeah. when they did it, when he wrote the names who were going to let him down in the oh, envelope. Oh, Nick Fergie's idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was embarrassing. That yes. was embarrassing. Can you imagine that if your names pulled out of that? That'd be oh, horrific. They, did, they, they didn't have any names in, did they? Oh, they they were blank. Ah, uh, no, when, well, when Fergie did it. Oh, when, yeah, when, there was nothing. Yeah, Lee yeah. Sharp told me that there was absolutely nothing in the envelopes. There was nothing, no names. There's supposed to be there's two players in here that are going to let me down this season. Ah, oh, I love there was, it. There was no names in it. The thing surely is, surely that... somebody, yeah, surely when it, he did it at Liverpool, everybody should have just sat there and gone, "Excuse me, Brendan, uh, <laughs> you did that <laughs> years ago." We know there's nobody in it. The thing is, for me. I'd have been like, go on then, open them. But tell us now. If you got to the end of the season and they said, right, we're going to open them and there were two names in there, I'd say, well, we didn't let you down. You knew what was going to happen. You still picked us. You let yourself turn, mate. It's like Pochettino with Ericsson at the minute. Why does he keep playing him? Why? Don't want him to leave, does he? Something's going on there, isn't there? Something's not quite right there. Something's not right. Yeah, it's not. Uh, if you really listen to the rumours, I wonder if that is true. Pochettino, mm. next United manager, nah. January. 
We're back. Football will be back. <laughs> we, a long way back. Should we play a bit of Snug Mary Avoid? Yeah, that'd be a good one. Go on then. We've got, um, as part of our of our show, our last few ones, we're doing, doing a kind of a Snug Mary Avoid thing. So we pick three random characters um, and play the old game, Snug Mary Avoid. Um, so the, the characters that we randomly got this week um, are Tim, uh, Neil, and Howard from the Halifax. <laughs> Avoid Howard. <laughs> and, uh, he's a bit we creepy. Know, we know he's a bit of a predator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Avoid Howard. Uh, marry Tim. Not the other one. There you nice. go. I like it. That's conviction straight in there. I think that's how I'd have gone. It, it, yeah. There was no hesitation on that at all. Interesting. Yeah, one, get one, rid of one, Howard. one in <laughs> one in ten apparently. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I love yeah, it. Fair play. Mike, I think the one thing I, w- I did want to, um, I mean, we can't obviously not mention your career as well. Obviously, the, the Big Breakfast, we're, we're probably maybe a bit too young really to have enjoyed it in its prime. Um, but looking back while we were researching some of the interviews that you managed to get with people like Renee Zellweger, Cameron Diaz, oh, are we watching a clip of you at the Oscars in 2002, I think it was? Yeah, the one um, that somebody put on YouTube. Yes, with, uh, with Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, and it... <laughs> And it was just brilliant. Uh, I mean, is there is there one that stands out for you in terms? Of, I mean, obviously you've mixed with with loads of celebs and and got amongst them, but anyone that that really you, you resonated with? I mean, a bit like the interview you're having now, I guess, really yeah. would be your favourite. But yeah, you, from, you, from being this side of the fence, history. yeah, who's uh, who have you who have you managed to get um, the most dirt from? I don't know, Rick. You know that one that YouTube the Oscars? I, I didn't. Somebody sent me that on Twitter and said, "Oh, I found." And when I played it to my girlfriend, she was like, oh my God, you met this guy and this guy. And I just completely, because it was the last night of the Oscars at the Big Breakfast, and I got sent over to uh, LA to cover it. And um, it is an amazing night. It's just an unbelievable night. And everybody came through. I mean, like there was, I think it was Paul McCartney, there was Samuel Jackson. I remember, because we were live wow. at the time in the morning. So when they were coming into um, Vanity Fair, you know, there was two parties, Vanity Fair and Elton John. So everybody goes to Vanity Fair and then gets the goodie bag, which has got everything in it, and then buggers off to Elton John's, and then some go to Elton John's, and they come to Vanity Fair, you know. Love it. Um, and it, we, we'd been, and I remember doing it, and I had a dinner jacket on with a pair of, um, my mate Kevin Ollett, who played for Man City in Northern Ireland, I had a pair of his international shorts on, the trainers. Nice. <laughs> literally there in the dinner suit, and I rock up with this, see that was just the top half a shirt, and a pair of, like I said, East Northern Ireland shorts, which I've still got. And just, you know, I remember, I remember um, one of the nights, Russell Crowe was, I remember there's a great story, I think it's in my book actually, Russell Crowe with uh, uh, Beautiful Minds, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I'd been in America, in New York, doing an interview with Julie Roberts, and we had to fly back, and we landed back. And then the idea was to land back on the Sunday or the Monday or something, and then fly to Germany, to interview Russell Crowe for Beautiful Minds. So we sort of flew back in to, I think it was Heathrow, or was it Gatwick? No, Heathrow. And a car took us from Heathrow all the way to Stansted, and we got in a plane from Stansted to to Germany. And uh, we took, it was myself, a director, and a girl from the office, because she really liked, not the office, but you guys do, the office of the Big Reps, and she really (laughs) fancied Russell Crowe. So we went over there, and uh, apparently he pissed everybody off, Shepard was over there and a few others and I said oh, how's he going he's like oh it wasn't very nice and 
everybody just slates it. So the next day, you get. I I watched the film, and normally you have to watch the film when you interview somebody. So if you watch like Graham Norton, he always watches the films. You go to a cinema in London, and they put the film on, so you can watch it and know all about it. And I got to Germany, and I had I was knackered, I was jet lagged. There was no way I was going to watch the film. So they sent me the EPK, which is the electronic press kit. So I watched all the things, and I thought, right, this is the way we're going to do it. And I sat down and I wrote the questions, and they were always fun questions, you know. I thought, right. And the way we always did it was, on the breakfast, was I always asked about two or three nice ones. And then I went in with the cheeky ones, and then we'd cut out and edit the nice ones and just use the cheeky ones. <laughs> so that's the way we always did it. So we went into Russell Crowe, and the next morning we get up, and uh, we just sat in this row. And loads of people there, and they've had to rearrange flights because he cancelled the day before, and this, that, and the other. And everybody's slagging him off. And then he, his PA came out and went, just to let you know, uh, Russell's doing no more interviews. Oh, so man. Every, everybody's oh. like, and she just went, apart from, is there a squeaky McLean here? <laughs> <laughs> so you'd imagine sat there, right, and everybody just looking at you. And then I went, uh, yeah, yeah, that's me. She went, oh, he'll, he'll see you. Of course. Wow, that's like, that's oh. incredible. So I walked in, and he was just getting a light. He was lighting his cigarette off the cameraman. And as I walked in, he went, I hear you're a funny bastard. <laughs> I said, I hear you're a bit of a miserable fucker. <laughs> he started laughing, and he started laughing. And he said, right, everybody tells me you're funny, so you better make me laugh. He said, right, okay. And then normally with these stars, you get about five, ten minutes max, if you look it. And he, the woman come over and she went, starting now, and he just went, no, 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 let them leave him, we don't, we don't need a watch. So we started the interview and uh, did make him laugh, and we chatted about Beautiful Minds and with this, that, the other, and I said to him, um, listen, I'm going to be uh, in LA next month in March, doing the Oscars, and obviously you're going to win an Oscar. And he goes live, would you do us a favour, would you come along the line and blah, 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 and he was like, yeah, yeah, of course. And he says to his pay, look, make sure Mike gets a bit of our time, and, and I said, thank you very much for doing I said, oh, and thanks for... Um, you know, as I left, I think I said something along the lines of thanks for making me very unpopular now. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's got a lot. We get to Hollywood and he comes along the line. <clears throat> and uh, the gag was that he came across and he goes, Mike, Mike. Um, and I went, not now, Russell. Uh, you didn't win. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it brilliantly. He did it absolutely brilliantly. But he never got shown because um, oh. for some reason or other, it didn't get shown. But he did it, and as I he was going off the line, I just went to him, Russell, thank you so much. He went, yeah, now fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Oh, like, what a shame. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. But he, he um, Sidney Poitier had won an Oscar, and I said to him, Sidney, that's an amazing Oscar, can I? And he just wouldn't let me hold his Oscar. <laughs> just, and I went, look, those days are over, Sidney, trust me, I'm, I don't do that. I don't feel <laughs> But he just wouldn't let me hold his Oscar. Well, there's a big office connection with Sidney Poitier, isn't there? Mm. When uh, Brent's trying to uh, impress the office black guy with uh, uh, "Who's your favourite actor?" Oh, and uh, you, literally, to be fair, with watching it uh, with Samuel L. Jackson, I think you mentioned Denzel Washington at one point, and he uh, he then reeled off the uh, the Sidney Poitier line. It, it's almost in sync with the scene. It's that good. Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's perfect. We'll tweet it out when well, we when we release it. It's it's perfect. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll I remember. Yes, that was it. And um, and he he slacked off the breakfast because he said it wasn't the same since 
Johnny Vaughan's left, blah, blah. And as he left, I just said, Sam Nielsen, thank you for allowing me in your house. That was it. <laughs> and he just, like, as he walked off, he, was, he just walked off and went, he's a funny guy. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll we'll tweet out the clip because it's uh, honestly oh, yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, it's brilliant and uh, you know some real big names there as well and the way that you just literally just rinse them is uh, <laughs> is, uh, is class. Yeah, yeah. But that the Russell yeah. the Russell Crowe is interesting because obviously he's you know he's got a bit of a dodgy rep and he at times for some of the things he's done but seems like maybe yeah, you, you, you know catch what? him in the right moment. He was. He, I just remember everybody getting up from everybody. You know, all these newspaper, all these just going what. Uh, this, that, and the other, and I'm like, I, I found him alright. I went to see him, you know. He just did it, and I just, I just, I just remember everybody looking at me, thinking, "What has he got? What does he know?" You know. Austin Powers, Mike Myers was a nice guy, and um, we did him in yeah. Cannes because he did the uh, Shrek, Brown Shrek. Oh yeah. And I like to Cannes to watch this, and I hate, I hate cartoons. I hated it, and I was like, "Oh god!" And I remember like arranging to well that Friday night with my mates, and I was like, "No, you've got to go to." And I was like to ring and say, look, I can't make it because I've got a flight to Cam, uh, I've got to go to France now and do this interview tomorrow morning. I was like, what is it? I was like, oh, I'm interviewing Mike Myers watching Shrek. What's this Shrek? I was like, oh, it's an animated thing. I just can't stand it. And I remember watching it and I've never seen an animation get a standing ovation. <laughs> it got a massive, and I'm thinking, why wow. this is an animation? But he got a standing ovation and we left there, we had lunch. And then we went to the hotel to interview Mike Myers. And again, Ben Chip was just coming out saying, this lovely guy. And just as we were going in, they were like, listen, You've got five minutes with him. Uh, you cannot ask him anything about asking powers. You cannot ask him about this. You cannot. Like right, okay. So as soon as they've asked me that you can't do this about asking powers, I'm like right. Let's rewrite these questions and let's ask him about asking powers. <laughs> so, so my producer's like, no, you can't. I was like, of course you can. Don't worry. We'll just so we go in. And my first ever television appearance was on a thing called The Wide Awake for Wack Ninety, and his first TV appearance was called was the Wack Ninety Wide Awake. And he's from Liverpool, and I mentioned it. He's like, no way. And he was chatting, and he was like, oh, my God. And he's like, you're from Liverpool? I was like, no, I'm from Manchester, 30 miles down the road. But, you know, because you've got, like, a strong accent. I said, oh, everybody thinks that. So we are chatting about, um, you know, um, Shrek saying that, how good he was. And then I looked at the woman, and I looked at my producer, and I could see the producer's eyes sort of looking at me going, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> yeah. And I went, like, is there any truth in the rumour that Austin Powers 3 is coming out? <laughs> <laughs> and he just went I could tell you but I have to kill you alright yeah it's coming out and we got the exclusive oh, amazing. Wow. and then and then he he jetted out he said right you know he said lovely chat I've got to go now because I'm getting it and he was literally getting in a jet and flying back to LA to film, start filming the uh, I think it was the next day he said I'm like you said I could start filming like in two days time or something. so we got an exclusive amazing wow. It goes, it goes to show, I suppose, like with Russell Crowe and, and with that, um, I bet these people, they get the same type of interview day after day after day. Yeah. So if they've got someone that's got a bit of chat about them and wants to have a bit of a laugh, you'd, you'd much rather have that, wouldn't you, than have the same old boring yeah. questions. So I can understand why. That's why they come to us. Yeah. We were in, uh, we were in New York and we had to do Julie Roberts. And, um, she, so I was next. And uh, Colin Patterson, who's on Five Live, big journalist there, he was my producer. And uh, she goes, we were just we, we were next to go in, and uh, she goes, she comes out and goes, I'll be with you in a minute. I'm just gonna go to the toilet. And I was like, Well, you better hurry up. <laughs> she walked in, and as she came back in the room, I said, Oh, could you hear us in the toilet? She was like, no, no. I said, We could hear you, Julia. She started laughing, and then she just—it was one of the nicest interviews. Like, and she just. 
she even said like this this is just I don't want to listen to this has made a change you know and, like yeah. her PA was out playing golf or something I was like I could have done that and then she's a big fan of knitting and I said uh, I said oh that's funny you should say that because I was just about to ask you a knitting question I said oh you're a medium and I, I did that old joke I said I'm a medium it says it in my underpants and I turned around <laughs> What's up with her? Was she just a bit weird? It wasn't during the breakdown, was it? No, it was. That she was with Justin Timberlake, and we'd flown over to interview her. And my niece was a massive fan, so I took a CD. And the, do you remember the Pepsi Chart Challenge? They were at a program on. Yeah, 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 I do remember. They that. started giving her an award, and it was this block of wood. And she was like, "Oh, thank you." And at the end of it, they left. And she was like, "What am I going to do with this? Here, you have it." And I thought, "God, how rude!" You know. Yeah. So anyway, it was those next. one of those um, stories that are primed for the front of a paper your niece holding the CD with a sad face right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it would have been I had it all rigged I had it all ready and my niece was like yeah. Yeah. got a press release coming out find my niece get her just no tears get her to pick up some onions or chop some onions up just do what it takes to get it right yeah the only sort of like not really but you know just a bit, bit odd like you know amazing that's uh, well. I mean, insight into the A-listers then. Yeah, incredible. Cool, okay. I was, I was reading. Mate. I was reading uh, earlier as well. I was looking about. You did a travel program, and you were saying about where it took you, and I thought, bloody hell! So, oh yeah. So it sounds yeah. absolutely incredible. That's a that's a yeah. great gig if you can get it. it. Do you know what it was actually? I got a phone call saying, um, "Could you come in for a meeting at the Travel Channel?" I was like, "Right, okay." And I just did finish this show called The House of Games, which went out and challenged. And it was to do with the Olympics. So I went in and had this meeting. And like all meetings, like presenters, you know, at the time when you're on something, you get offered a lot of work. And you're just like, right, okay. It's like, so I was just, they said, look, we want to do this show. And it's called Essential. You go around the world, different places, and then we want it funny. You know, we've done all our reports and they've sort of been serious. Can you can you make it fun? I was like, yeah, yeah, what do you want? And they said, yeah. And I said, look, you know, I can do this and maybe do this. And they were like, oh, that's great. That's really good. And I did think, I thought, okay, so my agent rang and said, how was it? I was like, yeah, it was all right. I said, if it comes off, it comes off. But, you know, I don't know if I want to travel around the world doing this, if I'm honest. <laughs> and then about two days later, I ring up and like, well, you better get your passport ready because they really want you to do it. Amazing. So I did like these four series, just traveling around the world, just like 
doing a load of different reports from different places, like you know, and it was yes. just amazing experience traveling. You know, we, we went to Africa. We're in the middle of the, you know, we get up in the middle of the morning. We had to start about five o'clock filming in the morning because it gets so hot in the afternoon that you can't film. Mm. You know, and we're in safari. Amazing. Yeah. We had these tents. It was like glamping. You know, they had the bed and everything. You know, <laughs> glamping. In the middle of the night, we just heard these lions like. Jesus. Of course, they were they were mating, and we just heard like she's going, "Whatever you do, don't get out of your tent. Like, <laughs> don't think I'm going to get out of my tent." Go, excuse me, can you keep your shaggy down? I'm yeah. going to get to yeah. get up at five. Apparently, they get a bit angry if you interrupt them shagging. Get raped by yeah, a lion. Exactly. I'm just thinking out there quick. <laughs> over and done with quick. But that was a you know to be in the middle of African safari was just was it, you know, people pay good money to do that. Is it Peru and places like that as well? Peru, Ecuador. Oh. Uh, the best one was though two weeks in Las Vegas. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> Fuck me. Nice. All, yeah, exactly. all expenses paid. Two weeks in Las Vegas. I mean, a week in Vegas is long enough, but two weeks, you oh. know, it was just. And that's. I'd love to tell you the stories that went on there, but I can't. <laughs> it was one of the most amazing two weeks that you know. That, I remember <laughs> we're on a bus and we had this we had this driver and um, he had this bag of coins. He's like, look at these rare bag of coins. I was like, rare bag of coins. He's like, yeah, this this drunk guy just come up and I bought them off him for thirty dollars or fifty, fifty not fifty dollars, and they're they're worth a fortune. And I thought I'm from Manchester, not even I've come across something like that. <laughs> but I worked with like a cameraman, soundman, producer, and they were all a bit gullible, you know. And they were like, what? They're really valuable. And it's like, yeah, look at this. This is a rare source, and this is rare. And I'm like, mm, something doesn't. And he said, then I can get some more. And I thought, hold on a minute. Get some more of these rare coins. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, I can get probably $50 a pack, you know. And I'm like, so about five of the crew bought them, thinking, you know. And they were like, do you want one? I was like, nah, I think I'm going to just stick to the money. I'm saying, listen, this is this is trap. This is not real, you know. They're like, no, it's good. I was like, if it's too good to be true, it's probably. Anyway, they all bought and it was the second no it was the last day we were in Vegas and I'm thinking right so we're not going to see him tomorrow we're never going to see him again and he's just taking what $250 off this crew anyway they all bought them and they were like on the plane coming back going oh these are definitely rare these are like you know look at this it's just like a can't remember what it was I was like oh right and this is an American dollar no and this is one of the fur and I was like right okay and get back to England they were worth fuck all <laughs> absolutely yeah. nothing of course they, they were there's a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got absolutely ripped. It was, it was a pleasure to see. So oh. if we take anything from this, we need a gig selling moody coins and pancakes. pancakes. Yeah, yeah. And you're laughing. <laughs> we're laughing. I remember when when I went to Vegas, we were crossing the bridge, and uh, there were all these black guys on the on the bridge selling their CDs. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah were, that goes were, on everywhere. I was I was I was walking across, and they were going, like, "Hey man, I got this. I got this DVD." Uh, I started, uh, started speaking to them and they were saying, oh yeah, Vernon K, T4, yeah, uh, we're, we're going over there at some point to do his, uh, do his show. I was like, oh, all right. He's going, yeah, we're going to be the next big thing. And in my head I was thinking, oh, so that's why you're selling your CDs on a bridge then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> him, we've already got a group called the next big thing. <laughs> but I, I started, I, you know, he was just handing them out and I didn't even, I didn't even clock that he was trying to sell them because I thought, who sells their who sells their CDs on a bridge so I kind of took one I, I, in so passing it. I took, took one started walking off and they're like 
no man it's ten dollars I was like no, yeah, yeah. I was like I was like no it's alright and then he signed it and he went yeah we're going to be the next big thing and I said mate I don't want it he said well I've signed it now so, so in the end I just said do you know what it's a little keepsake and if he does turn out to be the next big thing then you know I've bought one of them yeah. <laughs> we've all got one of those things music on it it was absolute trash but at least I thought do you know what at least it's working it's a working CD there's something yeah, yeah, yeah. on there I'd have been eat- bless him what that did night, he would have been he would have been going around going you never guess what I did this English yeah. guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how gullible are the English guys they're <laughs> shit off me <laughs> they got a tally how many guys they can stitch up what do they do now there's no CDs anymore is there I right, can't exactly go yeah. giving yeah. You, download giving, my giving you, a da- giving you a QR code I was at school thinking I was a massive big dick because I had a mini disc player. Mini disc was the way I thought, Do you know, I've, I'm the absolute nuts. And looking back now, I think, what a prick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found some old, uh, I was moving out of my house and I found some old uh, VHS tapes and there was a load of me on um, like Nickelodeon when I did Nickelodeon. I said to my mm. boys, yeah, look. And they were like, what's that? Like, There's a VHS tape. And I've got like a DVD VHS converter thing and I plugged it in and I got it working. And I was like, look at that, look. And I used to do this character called Dilla Toon on Nickelodeon and this and the other. And they were like, that's not you. That guy's got hair. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't always be bald. Like, that's me. And they were like, yeah. And there was some old Big Breakfast on it, which they did watch. They were like, no way. And then when they see me interviewing people that they've seen, and like um, Wolverine. Yeah. Like, you know, and Hugh I Jackman. interviewed him, Samuel Jackson. Uh, not Samuel Jackson, the Wolverine guy, whatever his name is. Hugh Jackman. And, uh, yeah, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And my eldest lad, who's a Incredible. I love it. Just yeah. Yeah. Not impressed by anything. Just Wolverine wins the day. My uh, my missus when uh, we were watching the uh, office episode actually said you looked a bit like Chico. I look like Chico. Yeah, we're in this in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think that's uh-huh. a bit. I think that's a bit of a compliment. He's a good-looking fella. Good-looking chap. Yeah. Good. Good-looking fella. He was another one that sort of did the rounds, didn't he? After uh, yeah. after that, it would have been on the uh, those sort of nightclub jaunts. I think doing a bit of that. He was at, he was at a panto party. I was invited to, but I never went. <laughs> oh yeah, of course he would. Actually, yeah, does he, does he still do panto? He, he would be big in that, wouldn't he? Yeah, he does. He does panto every year. Old oh. Chico, and he's still. I think he still cracks out the old. It's Chico time. Chico sort of time. Stuff. But Brilliant. he's got. He's not yeah. got much else, really, is he? <laughs> no, bless him. Bless him. You know. Um, what I feel sorry for these reality stars. It's all about that few minutes of fame, and it's all pulled from them, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Especially now where. There's, you know, there's so that, many, isn't there? Those shows are ten a penny, aren't they? At least back in the day when there might be one or two on TV, but now just about every other show is some kind of reality thing. Well, you think back yeah. to the, back to the Office. It was, it, it was plausible that David Brent, being on a documentary like The Office, two years or three years later, could do a special and follow up on him. Yeah, I mean, you imagine yeah, that. No, he'd have no chance. Him, really, that was very clever of him. You know, that, the way they shot things, like the way they filmed it, sort of like. You know, that mock mm. documentary was very... Because, I mean, that was very clever. It'd been done by... Um, oh, what was that film about the rock stars? Spinal Tap, wasn't it? Spinal that was on yeah. Yeah, for... yeah, I mean, that is like sort of the best of the best, you know. Incredible. But when um, sort of Ricky did it, and saw that, I love that little look into the camera. It's called like breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. He just sort of looks into the camera. I just thought, oh, that was genius, clever. And... A lot of people do it now. I mean, back in the day, Partridge did it, didn't he? You know, with um, knowing me, knowing you. Yeah, yeah. And, but he he did it. But he did it. Ricky did it just so well. You know, some of the some so of the looks big. into the camera. Are, are, it's some of the, the best parts. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a little flick oh, of eye contact, isn't it? That just <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. I remember coming out of my agent's office and uh, Martin Freeman was coming out, and he saw it. Hey, hey, and I went, hey, hey, and I I liked Martin Freeman. You know, I thought he was brilliant absolutely yeah. I, I think he's a brilliant actor absolutely brilliant you know and he sort of said hey well done and sort of shook my hand and said oh thanks I remember walking out thinking I've just seen it in the office you know and I was buzzing that he'd seen it you know because I admire him as an actor I think he's fantastic yeah 100% we'd love, we'd love to get Martin Freeman on he's on, <laughs> he's on no uh, there's no social media um, no I was there anywhere yeah so do you still uh, keep in touch with any of the Martin if you listen any of the guys Anyone? No, no. no, to be honest, it was just like it. I remember seeing Kelly on EastEnders and I remember looking at her thinking, where do I know her from? <laughs> you know, I did the office with her. And I think she was at some charity event that I was at. But I never went over and said, hey, hello, do you remember me? Because it's a bit of a wanky thing to do. And I'm yeah. guessing I should have just gone, hey, how are you doing? You know, um, I ended up doing a panther with uh, Paul about three or four years after that. Amazing. I think Kelly, Kelly, yeah. yeah Kelly invited us to go and have a night on the tequila, didn't she? So yeah, probably, she did, yeah. maybe did we should yeah. set that up, and get, yeah. get the gang back together. <laughs> yeah. no, I did a panel with Bob. He was all right. He was. He was. In fact, I think we shared dicks together. What's he up to these days? <laughs> Just more of these. Really. He's directing panto now. Believe it or not. Really? Bloody hell! Yeah. That's a change yeah. of pace. How how do you find how do you find the switch into panto? Obviously, from your your, your stand up, is it is it easy to kind of get that more family feel across I mean obviously the background in kids yeah, TV and stuff it, you know what I've been doing it so long it's just a piece of cake really. you sort of just go you know it's it's not the great it's a hard gig and it's, it's a lot of people that come in from telly can't do it you know they sort of don't mm. realise they think it's like oh this is easy but it's two shows a day and it's quite difficult but um, 
it's, no, a, it's, it's a different feel, isn't it? You've got to stick to the script as much as you can, unless you ad-lib, you know. Yeah. And then, um, and then you just think, oh, great, I can't wait for this to finish. Because, <laughs> because it's like four weeks or six weeks. It's a long time. And you, re- you get, it's really weird, right? Because you work with these bunch of people and you're in every day and you have a laugh with them and, you, and then suddenly it finishes and you never see them again. One or two you'll keep in touch with, you know, and, and a few you just sort of like, you never see them again. <laughs> you know? Or you'll see them and go, hey, how are you doing? You go, hey, how are you doing? Have I worked with you? And I'll go, yeah, you know. There's a couple I've kept in touch with, like, um, oh, God. Uh, Louisa Bradshaw White, who's in EastEnders now, I saw the other day, she's in Behind the Bar. We lived together in a panto in Scunthorpe. She had the worst digs ever. <laughs> but I sent her a message on Twitter, which she never got back, so I thought, right, okay. And then Larry oh. Lamb, probably the nicest I did with Darbin, he still drops a text, and I dropped him a text just to say, look, all the best with Gavin and Stacey, you know, I hear it's back up. And he was a really nice guy to sort of work with. And the rest is sort of, you sort of say, and say hello. And wow. You look, you look through your phone, you go, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so, you know. You haven't, still, you haven't still got Ricky's number, have you? <laughs> I haven't, no, mate, no, no, no. I, I don't think it worked, because I remember sending a text, and it just didn't, it didn't get delivered, so I'm guessing it Oh, oh that's awkward. <laughs> you should get in touch with his agent, get in touch with his agent. Well, yeah, I think it's one of them. It's uh, it's it'd be great to talk to him about it, but I mean, it'd be it'd be difficult to. Maybe we need to ask you for some tips on how to ask him. Yeah. You know, what something he hasn't already been asked. Have you never tagged him in on Twitter? Or oh, loads. Yeah, he's he's always in. We're, we're literally yeah, just yeah, like it, two desperate divs trying to get his attention. He, he, re- he replies to us every now and then. He likes a lot of our stuff because you know we, we yeah, he likes a couple of my tweets. We do. I've never sort of messaged him. No. Yeah. His DMs aren't open, are they? That's no, the problem. That's Can't the problem. just slide in there. Ricky, I'm if you're listening, sure, I'm sure he'll follow do it. us, mate. I'm sure he'll do it. Well, uh, there you go. He's 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 got to now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll. You know, Ricky, you old fucker. A <laughs> couple of millions of pounds, and he'll he'll do. He'll give you half an hour. <laughs> yeah, I think. I'm, uh, sure he's just, I'm, best, I'm guessing he's probably just so busy, and, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. one of them, isn't it? It's, uh, but the the know. podcast that he he does periodically now is deadly serious stuff. He said that he's not going to be able to do them anymore because he's so busy. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think two two divs doing it in a kitchen are probably going to have any chance. Hey, they don't need to know we're in a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I'm not breaking the fourth wall. It's only in a massive, big up studio. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is big. It's too big. We're kind of conscious that we don't want to take up too much of your time. So no worries, um, mate. You're welcome. We'll um we'll re- you. really appreciate you uh, you taking the time to talk to us. No as worries. you say, a couple of divs. Where um where can everyone get in touch with you, Mike, and uh, and follow you uh, around? Any obviously, the officer, any. Uh, <laughs> um, and for this, just the usual aspect, just on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. Just you know, okay. cool. take care, fellas. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Mike. Thanks a lot. See you soon. Bye, bye, bye. bye. Wanker. Who the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, that's incredible. I'm. I feel like I know all the stars. <sighs> I mean, what, what, a, what a window into the A-list world. Can't argue with you, that's, can you? That's what we give you now. Really, you know? really enjoyable. Great yeah, chat. Really, uh, what a guy. What a legend. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what an insight. <laughs> knowledge, knowledge on the show. Uh, you know, he admitted it. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't really know his, uh, his office, but that's fine. That's not a problem. I think Superfan would be generous, wouldn't it? Yeah. In the extreme a little bit. But he's been in the show, so. Yeah, you can't argue with it, can you? Yeah, exactly. Um, Cast member privilege. Let's go through a few of the 
absolutely incredible Brent against Humanity tweets tonight. You've really outdone yourselves. Um, we've got Suze, a, uh, an ex-guest of ours. Uh, Daddy, why is mummy crying? Because he prefers a flan. Fair enough. Yeah. Mummy's going to cook the wrong one. I like it. I like the twist on the uh, on the context. Now it's not just a direct quote. It's a you know it's fusing the story in there. Thinking about it. Absolutely. Right up. One and Sue's. We've got uh, Rose underscore Matt. Oh, don't you know? <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Maguire comedy moments. Just can't say anything when they're like that. Very good. <laughs> Again, uh, like it. Thinking outside the box. It's, I think we all know there's the obvious ones, but yeah. there's been. I was expecting a lot of the same replies of the obvious, but people have gone niche, and I love it. That's that's what we. Uh, that's the challenge now. Trying not to finish with. There's been a rape up there, basically. We've got Jamie Vale on JPV eighty nine because some useless tosser blows beans up a muff. Joy AW seventy seven. She's got alopecia, so not a happy home life. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely incredible. Um, Number one rerun podcast. Um, Daddy, why is mummy crying? Because you're not going to fiddle with my children. I am, if anyone does. (laughs) I love it. They all fit so well. It's perfect. Uh, And again, one of our other previous guests, Liam. They're they're all getting involved. um, Her son's like that Dustin Hoffman. Dustin (laughs) it. We've got Liam, that sounds like that Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man. <laughs> oh, it's, it's very good. We've said it all along. There's an office quote for every every scenario, every part of your life. And seemingly there's loads. Oh, this, this, this is <laughs> Fiona. <laughs> A late <laughs> entry. Fee Gilg, uh, because her breath stinks of onions. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, I think it, it kind of gives an insight into the type of audience that we have uh, and we love you guys we all love me well it's true Pathetic. You know. um well look yeah. they're clearly they clearly are the super fans so you know if you want to come and chew the fat about the series we say yeah, get well, in touch we can say we've got we've got you could lot. be sat here in my seat <laughs> in a few years <laughs> um yeah we'd, we'd always uh we're always open to, to speaking to as many people as possible, really. That's why in the future at some point we want to organise potentially a big get-together. Um, Thursday's good. We'll see. Who wants, to come for, <laughs> who wants to go for a drink? Who wants to go for a drink again? Oh, dear. But, yeah, I mean, massive thanks to Mike. Um, you can follow him on Twitter as well. Uh, I think it'd be good to go and give him a shout-out, say how much you've enjoyed it. He's uh, just at Mike McLean 5. Five's his lucky number, so that'd be why. Uh, yeah go and give him a shout say thanks give him some love and uh, we'll see you all for the next one anything to add see you later any big final <laughs> final sign off that'll do wanker maybe I'm a banker who's completely obsessed got a little something that's bound to impress this current account pays a higher amount of extraordinary interest. Now you probably think.